time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. This is Trevor Hall. And I am Paul Harris. Ah, Paul. How are you? Good to be back. Uh very well, thank you. How was your vacation? Uh, it, was, it was pretty good, gotta say. Yeah, nice weather on the east coast of the United States, places I've never been. So, that was fun. Great stuff. And you held it down here last week. Thank just, you. Just about. Just about. <laughs> I know it was a busy week for you, but I appreciate it. All right, everybody, let's get started. Today's Tuesday, August 8th. Last week, after getting pushed back below $2,000 per ounce to as low as $1960, Starting midday Monday through early Friday morning, gold shot up to a high of $1,982 after a much weaker than expected employment report. Gold settled the week at $1,978. Silver followed a similar path as gold as gold is getting rammed down primarily during paper market trading hours to as low as $23.35 per ounce before shooting up to $23.90 on the jobs report and settling the week at $23.72. The Mining Stock Journal commented that for now the price containment team represented by the LBMA and COMEX Bullion Bank seems interested in trying to keep gold below that 2000 level and silver below $24. Yesterday with Canada closed, the price suppression in the metals continued with gold down 6 bucks and silver down another $0.48. Cents. The newsletter noted that at this point, the price interference effort is little more than a managed retreat of sorts, as it is likely that a conglomeration of seasonal factors, financial and economic risk factors, and rising geopolitical tension will accelerate the first half of 2023 record level of gold demand from Eastern Hemisphere central banks. The mining stocks have been trading lower since mid-July. The GDX dropped below its 200-day moving average on Wednesday last week and closed further below it yesterday. The newsletter said that the uptrend since the end of September 2022 is still intact and that it expects the mining stocks to begin another move higher soon. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Fireweed Metals. Fireweed Metals is advancing three different projects within the Yukon and Northwest Territories, including the flagship Macmillan Pass project a large zinc-lead silver deposit, and the MacTung Project, one of the largest and highest-grade tungsten deposits in the world. Fireweed plans to advance these projects through exploration, resource definition, metallurgy, engineering, economic studies, and collaboration with indigenous people on the path towards production. For more information, please visit fireweedmetals.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Lots of news out. We'll start with Collective Mining. They announced assay results and field observations from recent reconnaissance exploration work in the northern corridor of the Plutus Porphyry target at its Guayabalas project in Colombia. The Plutus Porphyry target measures 1,000 meters by 720 meters and is 500 meters and 1,500 meters east of the Apollo Porphyry system and 1,500 meters north of the Marmato mine. Channel sampling returned 10.25 meters of 2.8 grams per ton gold, 13 grams per ton silver, and 186 parts per million copper. 
The Plutus Northern Corridor measures 600 meters along strike by 250 meters wide and hosts mineralized porphyry outcrops, which include breccia and quartz vein stockwork. The initial drill pad at the Plutus Northern Corridor is complete and drilling is expected to commence in the coming days. Four rigs are now operating at the Guayabalas project with the 11 holes completed at the Apollo Porphyry system, which are currently in the lab for analysis. Collective mining trades on the venture with CNL and on the OTCQX with CNLMF. Standard Lithium announced a preliminary feasibility study for its Southwest Arkansas Lithium Brine project in Arkansas, with base case production of 30,000 tons per annum of battery quality lithium hydroxide monohydrate and a 20 year plus mine life, from a resource averaging 437 milligrams per liter of lithium. The base case after tax net present value is $3.1 billion with an internal rate of return of 32.8% at an 8% discount rate and long-term price of $30,000 a tonne, following capex of $1.3 billion. The company has been operating a demonstration plant at the Lanxys South facility, processing about 14 million gallons of smackover brine and successfully extracting lithium via direct lithium extraction. A feasibility study is due shortly. Standard Lithium trades on the TSXV under SLI and on the NICE American also under SLI. Meridian Mining says with the help of a fourth rig on site at the Cabasol VMS belt, the company has commenced drilling at Santa Helena. A vertical drill program is in place to confirm historical results and VMS host geology there at Santa Helena, while an angled drill program will test the gold overprint. Meridian has also received an environmental license to enable additional exploration of multiple high-priority hydrothermal centers across the Cabasol Belt, including an initial two kilometers of Alamo, in addition to Chiquito and Cigara targets. More on that, we're looking to get an update from Meridian Mining based on this news here soon, so stay tuned. They trade on the TSX with MNO and on the OTCQX with MRRDF. American Pacific Mining provided an update on its Palmer project in Alaska. The company provided some visuals in this morning's news release and says the drill program is ahead of schedule and they observed semi-massive and massive self-side mineralization over drilled thicknesses of about 40 meters within the upper and lower VMS lenses of the south wall zone. Two diamond drill rigs on the infill program have collared 14 holes with 46% of the program complete. A third diamond drill rig focused on hydro-geotechnical drilling has also collared five holes. American Pacific Mining trades on the CSC under USGD and on the OTCQX under USGDF. Northern Superior Resources announced a resource estimate for the Philibert Gold property near Chibigamu, Quebec, with an indicated resource of 7.88 million tons, averaging 1.1 grams per of gold per tonne for 278,921 ounces, and an inferred resource of 48.5 million tonnes, grading 1.1 grams per tonne gold for 1.7 million ounces at a cutoff grade of 0.35 grams per tonne gold. The resource does not include any of the underground potential at the project, which will be further explored, evaluated, and potentially included in the subsequent resource estimates. Philibert is located 9 kilometres from the 
Nelligan project owned by IM Gold and Bandstar Mining Resources, which hosts just under 2 million ounces at 0.84 grams per ton in the indicated category and 3.6 million ounces in inferred. Northern Superior Resources trades on the Venture with SUP and on the OTCQX with NSUPF. Fortuna Silver Mines reported drilling results from exploration at the Seguela Mine in Côte d'Ivoire, including highlights of 1.8 metres, grading 90.9 grams per tonne gold in hole 1647 in the Barana and Badio prospects, where 30 holes for 3,900 metres were drilled to test the strike, extent and continuity of mineralisation identified in scout drilling last year. At the Sunbird deposit, drilling to upgrade geological confidence has concluded, with the next phase of estimation and optimization having commenced as part of reserve development and expected life of mine extension for the Seguela mine. Highlights at Sunbird included 18.9 metres, grading 12.7 grams per tonne in hole 1586, which is part of a 47-hole programme for 11,000 metres of an expanded 15,000-metre programme already completed. Fortuna Silver Mine trades on the New York Stock Exchange under FSM and on the Toronto Stock Exchange under FPI. Enduro Metals says it has entered into a non-binding indicative term sheet with a leading international mining company for 9.9% investment into the company at a price of $0.14 cents Canadian. The proceeds are expected to be used to fund the balance of the company's drill program this year at its Newmont Lake property, as well as for general corporate purposes. Should the private placement be completed as currently contemplated, the company will not proceed with the private placement if previously announced in June. Enduro Metals trades on the venture with ENDR and on the OTCQB with ENDMF. Revival Gold appointed Larry Radford to the company's board. Most recently, Radford served as president and CEO of Argonaut Gold, where he led the 200,000 ounce a year producer. He brings 35 years of leadership and operations experience in the industry to Revival's board. All right, Paul, that's a wrap here. A lot of news, but uh, and obviously we got some updates later today, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Absolutely. All right. All right, everybody, have a great day. We'll talk to you later today. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.